0: And welcome to another episode of Don't Get This Twisted. I am the professor with my co-host, as always, Miss Tina. How are you doing today, Miss Tina?
1: Hey, professor. How are you?
0: Oh, absolutely pleasant for... <laughs> Whatever day of the week it is. (laughs) Today, we are going to talk the dreaded and just evil word of most relationships. We're going to talk divorce. Because, well, it is in the mind and thing of most people, I think, these days of getting in relationships at whatever age that people are scared. And I think that um, it's high on the reasons people don't get married these days. Um, mostly I think of a younger generation, but, uh, yeah, I, I think that's, it's a big deal these days. What do you think?
1: You know, when, before I got married, I was all for marriage and believed in it and all my family stayed together. And, and, uh, there was not a thought that I would get married someday and definitely went down that road because I was just taught to believe that that was the road to go down. And uh, now that I'm finding myself in the middle of the divorce, I, I wonder Really, was I thinking for me or was I thinking because it was expected of me? And I, d- I didn't really stop to think about that before I got married.
0: Hmm. Okay. I kind of agree. I think most of us from that uh, our generation is is marriage. You know, that was the thing. You You strived to find somebody that you felt you could marry. Absolutely. But with that being said, let's talk the reality with statistics. In this day and age, at least in the United States, the divorce rate is somewhere between 40 and 52%. So if you get married, you're more than likely going to get a divorce at, let's say, 50%, half. It's a flip of the coin. Um, it, it's a, that's a pretty scary thing. And it's not of any age limit. This is just pure statistics of getting married you have a half of a chance of getting divorced.
1: I, I definitely see that being married. Isn't easy. I mean, it's one of the hardest things I've ever done. And I didn't think we did such a bad job when we were together. It w- it was a lot of work. We, there was a lot of really tense moments, but all in all, when we were married, we were, we were doing okay. Like we, We weren't trying to get one up on one another. We weren't going through some of the things that people go through when when they're together. So even at its best, it still could end up as a divorce. I think just because of, well, for a lot of reasons, but just if you've been in a long term relationship, you're not the same person you were at the beginning as you are at the end when you're looking at divorce or contemplating divorce. You're a completely different person. I think every decade you turn into a different person, you go through different things, you learn different lessons, you have different things happening to your your physical body. Um, There's so many things that happen and you don't know when you get into something like that with whoever you're going to be with, if you're going to even like the person that you're with down the line.
0: Right. Uh, You know, with, with such a high statistic, obviously, that, uh, I'll go in to ask you, because I think this is one of our, our tag questions is like, what do you think makes this happen? Like, what do you think makes divorce happen? I think you you got there with some of the stuff you said. Obviously, change. We change as humans as we grow older. Um, a- as you marry somebody young, by the time you make it to, let's say you marry at 25, And you do make it to 20 years. At 45, you're just a different human being.
1: Absolutely. You're not even close to being the person that you went into the marriage with. You can't be.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think you can grow with someone. Absolutely. But you definitely, at some point, may grow apart. I think growing apart is the biggest challenge in divorce. It's the biggest issue, is that you just end up being a different person. You, Mm -hmm. You want something different and the other person generally is staying the same
1: or everybody is growing in different directions and nobody stays the same. Cause I think if, if somebody stays the same, there's at least some sort of an anchor, but I don't know. Anchors aren't really good in relationships at times either. So I think it, it just depends on, on the couple. I know for us, I think we, both changed and we both evolved and we both grew and we did so much changing that it was really hard to stay in the same situation.
0: Okay. So as you grew apart, um, when did you see the biggest change? Was it early on in your relationship? Like, again, you were 20 years a long time. So it's hard for me to like say, Oh, was it two years? Was it? 20. I mean, obviously it's a progressive thing, but when did you see the biggest change? Like you go, I think things are changing.
1: Yeah. For me, the biggest change I I believe was when my, uh, when my daughter went off to college, you know, being empty nesters and uh, everything that we had that was the commonality was now gone. You know, she was, she was off doing her own thing and we weren't, we didn't have the same things keeping us together. We weren't coaching uh, softball. We weren't going to soccer practices. We weren't, um, worrying about, you know, having a more of a, um, a family type situation. We just didn't have to worry about that. There was no kids to, to do anything. And I realized during that time, uh, it was, it was huge changing. Also during that time, there were so many life events that had changed. Um, I had turned 40 and there was just a shitload of things to completely devastate a person and then getting them within like a four month time. There was no way to come out of that being the same person. There just wasn't. And, And there wasn't a way to keep the same type of relationship because our needs were completely different at that point. Right. Both you, of us.
0: you were changing both physically and mentally. Yes. And do you think there was enough communication there? Cause I think communication obviously is big in our relationship. And we've talked about that before communication, lack of communication, I think leads to divorce really bad. Cause I was in that during my time. And again, mine was 12 years ago.
1: Yeah, I think I think communication um, could be good and bad. I I think that my ex would say that I talked too much or I I had too much to say maybe, and he didn't have, in my opinion, enough to say. So, was he not talking because I was talking too much, or was that just me being me and him being me or him being him? I don't know, but yeah, co- uh, communicating is definitely something that I. Strive to do. I mean, I can't keep my mouth shut with people if they're talking about something. I want to be a part of it and I want to know every bit of it. And I know that he would say, I wish you would just like not say anything and leave me alone. But then he but then on the other hand, he'd say, but thank you for talking because it forced me to open up and say what the problem was. But then on the other hand, I've heard that it'd be careful going to couples counseling. Cause once you hear something, you may not be able to unhear it. So there's communication on both ends could be positive and negative. Just depends sure. on what's being said.
0: Correct. I, I've heard the same thing about couples therapy too. You, you go in and someone asks you a question and you answer it, you know, utterly truthfully. Yeah. It can be the kiss of death because You're right. There's no going back from hearing certain things. And and it's almost that's the uh, relationship killer. That's the final knife in the back. So with that, I mean, I think that there's you're right. You have to be careful how you get there because you never know.
1: Right. There's there's a lot. I mean, for me, communicating was good because I knew exactly how he felt and he knew exactly how. I felt, and we were able to try to work around that or not. I mean, at times that we just plain ignored it. I, you know, there's some things you just don't know how to fix. And so we were stuck in that, in that situation where neither of us were getting our needs met the way they needed to be. That was hard. But I think that that, for me, that started when I was like 10 years ago and we, we, tried for 10 extra years. You know, I, I probably, you know, I always say that, that I am not, I'm not divorcing you. I'm setting you free because there's a part of you that doesn't want to be with me, that wants a completely different situation. And if I love you, I need to let you go because you need to have what you want just as I do, just like I want you to let me go so that I could have the same thing. But that's so not an easy concept to, to do. It's not, you know, emotions are involved, things happen, um, resentments build. There's so many things that go on in a relationship and, and trying to set someone free and and still not hate them. It's not an easy task. It really isn't.
0: Correct. Uh, I think that you're, you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. Absolutely. Um, I tried to save my relationship 12 years ago where it was unfixable, but I was the only one that didn't know it. Yeah. So um, I started doing these changes that I thought, Hey, you know, but I should have done them sooner. So she resented that.
1: Yeah. I went through that.
0: I I, I did change and I think I changed for the better, but it didn't matter. It was already too late. And, and looking back on mine, you know, uh, it was over many, many years before that. Yeah, it was I was just complacent because it was easy.
1: Well, and there is that level to that. I mean, if you know that dinner is going to be ready every time you come home or you walk through that door, you're going to expect that. That's you know, you're going to know that you don't have to deal with it because it's already dealt with. It's you do get complacent. Everybody gets complacent. There's not one person that doesn't. And in one way or another, I mean, it may not be in the same ways, but trust me, everybody gets complacent. And, and then what, you know, how do you, how do you fix that? Like, if you know that it's always going to be done and you don't have to do anything, are you really even going to want to fix it? Correct. Are you going to, you know, It it's, uh, yeah, it's just something that happens and, and you as a couple have to be okay with the complacency and how, and how you're in what ways you're complacent also.
0: Correct. There, there are some things to be complacent with it, that, that they're okay with. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, when when there's a lack of being, you know, that way you have to talk. And if the, the other person doesn't try to save it when they hear it, you know, you, you, you can never fix things when it's too late. I don't care what you do. If your relationship is over, it's over. Yeah. Because some people will try to fix it. The band-aids on bullet holes. You know, yeah, <laughs> a band on a bullet hole sounds great, but you're you're still leaking out and you're, and it's never going to work. You're just staying there for the wrong reason. Right. So uh, since I've already done this, um, I'll, I'll ask you kind of a lead question, but it's kind of like a thing, I think, in general, because I think we all know people who've been divorced, right? Mm-hmm. How hard is it?
1: I think it depends on any given day. There are days where I could go and be busy and not thinking about it. And I don't have a hard day. As a matter of fact, my day will go fairly easy. If I'm just thinking about me and what I have to do and going about my time and staying busy, I could pretty much ignore the fact that it's happening. Um, It's in, it's in the moments where you're not busy or when Uh, Something reminds you of the other person or I don't know, for me, even the weather changing affected me. I was surprised that that having a a cold, like dark a day changed my 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 attitude. And it's I think it's really hard. I think it's hard because there's there's so many things that that have to change, like the relationship itself changes, the friendship changes. The financial stability changes, um, the loss of family or friends or, or taking sides, um, se- separation of all your things, like that's all really hard to deal with. Like how do you do it? How do you, how do you get past it? Like visitation of kids, alimony, child support, there's so many things that you're dealing with. And it's it's just, it's really hard. And then if you have time to think about how it makes you feel that's a whole nother ride, a completely different ride. (laughs) So it's very hard.
0: I think the family aspect, you know, let's kind of go down the line of what you you were saying, family, obviously Um, Mm -hmm. if you have children, things change Um, because you've been there so long or been in a relationship where like I had step girls. So I had two girls that I raised from, they were 12 and eight and I raised them both out of the house. So I was looked at, I think, a little different, but then, you know, they're, they're going to choose their mom or they're going to choose this. And yes, they may have liked me or loved me because I helped raise them, but family is family is family. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you go down the line of like friends where that's a whole other level, because now you're, the house, the, the family's going to choose, and they're going to. And generally, they're going to choose the right path. Obviously, if you're coming from a, a not-step family, they're, they're, they're mom and dad. Those are That's who they are. That's your mom, right. that's your dad. You're going to support both of them. Friends are kind of a weird thing because you bring <laughs> friends in, and generally, they stay with the person they came in with.
1: I don't know. I wonder about that. You don't think I so? I wonder about that. I think <laughs> I don't know. Um, in talking to friends, I I don't know what that's like because I've basically told all of them, please don't pick sides. We're both good people and we both have been good friends, and there doesn't need to be the split. We don't need a side chosen, you know, just uh just support us in supporting each other. But don't Which, you
0: think there's a natural t- picking of somebody
1: yeah there is i mean the one that you're closest to or the one that you that you have the most history with is obviously going to be the one that that you share your loyalty to Mm -hmm.
0: and i think there's nothing wrong with that i mean generally like i said and again this is a general statement which is probably isn't fair but generally who you bring into the relationship is who leaves with you now you do build friendships but they generally are of a, a nice arm lengths away generally mm-hmm. and I think that you know c- coming from family and the friends, then you'd start dealing with the life things like you said, like financially finances are a huge thing in divorce, and it it's a punch in the noggin and you know, if you think about
1: you know, it though it's fine fi- the finances are normally an issue for any relationship at any given time. So if you add, if you add divorce to it and bitterness, like that's a whole nother. Well, I I also just think
0: like living on your own again. So you're, you're Mm -hmm. taking the responsibility where your mortgage or rent might've been a decent amount with two people doing it. Now you're both leaving and going to have the mass of that to take care of. And right. um, if you have no help, if you get no financial help from your, your ex, which I didn't, I, I took my son and I didn't get child support. So it was all on me, um, which I'm fine with. I like, I'm not, I'm not complaining that I had to do that. That's kind of the deal we made with each other, but it is hard. I mean, you struggle to just be human again while still having to deal with these huge emotion, you know, emotional problems. Right. So where do you, you know, how do you fix that? How do you, you know, still have a life still pay rent, still eat and move forward?
1: That's a, that's a good question that we're actually working through now. I guess the, I guess for us, it's just not trying to screw the other person over in the state of California. It's 50, 50 anyway, but you know, a woman can go further with that, like whether she has kids or, or the alimony or whatever, it it could go a lot further for a man to have to deal with. But for me, as the woman who could do that, it doesn't make sense to devastate somebody just because you're choosing not to love each other. You know, I I'm very fortunate in my life, I've always had really good men in my life that have and loving and caring to me. And that goes from my grandfather, dad, all the way down to the men that I've dated and, and married. I, I pick good men because I was around good men. And I never saw the point of devastating a good man. You, they may not love you in the same capacity. You may not be able to have the same relationship. But if they're good men, you want to try to leave them as whole as possible because they need to continue in this world being good men and it it's so easy as a woman to be able to devastate somebody and make them so bitter that they don't want to deal with that anymore and and that's a shame because it doesn't need to be that way it just doesn't
0: yeah you're you're just um perpetuating a cycle they're they're mm-hmm. going to just take it out on some other woman you know <laughs> and, and and vice versa don't get me wrong like men are dicks like yeah. they you can be just as bad and you can mentally hurt a woman so bad that she never thinks she's good enough for anybody else and and that's a scary thought like again you want to get out of this as as undamaged as we can without without um hurting the other person you're going to hurt them that's just part of the breakup it yeah. just is and absolutely. And, and I think as soon as you realize that you're going to hurt somebody, it's just hurting them less. That's the or biggest thing doing, to me.
1: Doing the least amount of damage for sure. Right. I
0: yeah. mean, because I know, I know girls that are damaged, like super damaged.
1: And, and I think it's easy for a woman to be damaged. I mean, everybody could, uh, or anybody to be damaged, let's be honest. You could choose. To be a victim that gets just brutalized and you take it as such and you make that your your life story and you stay that way. I mean, I, I feel that we all as people need to look at um, look at our, ourselves and actually own it instead of being victimized every time something happens that you, we don't agree with or that didn't seem fair. Yeah. It's like, this is just life. You're not a victim. Quit being a victim. Quit acting as such. doesn't need to be that way.
0: We both got there somehow. Yes, absolutely. It, it's generally a two way street, right? You know, um, however you get there, you know, like I said, growing apart, I mean, obviously infidelity is something that happens uh, on a, on a large level. Th- those are things that, that, that obviously drive you out, but they shouldn't be the last straw of how you feel. I mean, it's unfortunate people cheat um, for whatever reason. Um,
1: I I feel that people cheat because there's something that they're missing, that they're not getting in the relationship. And, and so they, for whatever reason, I mean, you find a way, you know, if that's what you're going to do, that's what you're going to do. But it's not, I always say, because I sit behind a chair and I talk to people all the time, cutting their hair. I hear so many stories about the cheating, and the cheating always, always seems to be a, a, a symptom of something that's going on with the person that that they're they're struggling with, or they're not getting what they need, or there's something absent in the relationship. There's and and it and it may not even be fair but it's something that the person is is feeling and going through and and then they look or they find somebody that fulfills that and i don't really see it having a lot to do with the person being cheated on and it, it drives me crazy when i hear people say he made me look stupid no you're choosing to look stupid nobody's looking at you stupid we're looking at the person saying hey he fucked up let's just go with that you know it doesn't need to be this big huge Like, woe was me party? It happens. It happens a lot. I don't think people are meant to be together for that long and think that they're, they're going to be completely fulfilled. That's a struggle.
0: Yes. Uh, I think with, with the cheating aspect is at least from what you read or what you see in statistics, men cheat for something. They're not getting physically generally. Right. Women cheat for something they're not getting emotionally. Because sex to most women is an emotional thing. Like I've heard right. that men men have cheated on their wife and they're like, Well, I love my wife. Well, yes. That could be due to a lot of things complacency, money, finances, being, you know, happy. Or you you truly do love them, but they're you're not getting something physically. Women right. Take sex as an emotional act. In most cases, again, I, I'm speaking in generalities because this is just how I think a lot of people see it. So you, you're getting both uh, at the same time. You're getting that emotional bond through sex or touching or whatever because you're not getting that at home. Right, and and it's an important part of a relationship. And I think, you know, men are, are, I hate to say kind of crapped on because a lot of people think that men are bulletproof and they don't feel that way. I I, I disagree with that. At least in my case. I mean, I think you have to have some kind of emotional bond
1: or you wouldn't get married. I mean, of course. Yeah.
0: But I mean, you can also say that, I mean, you get married for the wrong reasons that that's a, that's also a th- something that happens.
1: But is it, is it ever a wrong reason or is it just a reason? Cause we can look at a hundred different reasons in at any given situation, it could be wrong for whatever. It's just, it's just the reason it's just what's going on with you at the time.
0: Well, yeah. Cause I think getting married for the wrong reason is also seen when you're getting a divorce, you look back <laughs> on it and go, well, I got married for the wrong reason. Well, of course, because at the time things were, this, this, and this, and, and they fall into place. Cause that person's there when you needed that situation. Right. You know, people moving in with each other after four months, or oh, that could be I problematic.
1: Mean,
0: <laughs> I know someone, I just talked to somebody not too long ago and I'm, and I'm not joking. They moved in with each other after four dates four dates they moved in after with each other what yep and they're still together to this day
1: how long ago was this
0: uh they've been married let's see the oldest kid is 25 oh wow okay so look there's always going to be the the bell curve right you're going to have that person that it works
1: well and you don't know if it's going to work see that's the thing it's not There's no guarantees that your marriage is going to fail or last. There's absolutely no guarantees. You have to just do your best and love as hard as you can and try to make the other person as happy as possible. But but here's the clincher. If the person's not happy, there's nothing you could do about that. That has to come from your mate.
0: Correct. There's no fixing that. Right. I mean. Once you get to this degree, like once you've understand that you're going to break up or that you need to break up, it it is incredibly hard to fix that because you're, you're both leaning in two different directions Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and you know that you're both looking for something different. If you can't give the person you're with, whatever it is they're looking for. If you're in a young marriage and man wants a child and woman doesn't, you're never going to fix that. Right. right? So if you're not going to fix that, you have to separate, you have to move on. If you're in a long relationship and one person wants to get married and the other doesn't, you're not going to fix that. The person who doesn't want to get married is always going to come up with the excuse of not getting married. Or has told you, I'm not getting married. And if you still stay, it's on you. So yeah. as you as you do that, you're you're to me you're actually just putting more separation in between you because absolutely you you're fighting for to try to get married, and this person is coming out with the excuses not to. Mm-hmm. So from that. I think once you decide there's divorce, what do you think comes with that um, physically and mentally? Like how do you feel physically and mentally right now where you're at?
1: I, I don't know. I struggle with trying to be happy every day. I make it a conscious effort to not let this devastate me. I've been in breakups where I've just been a liberating idiot and it didn't change anything. I mean, there's, there was still the breakup. I had to go through it. I just tortured my soul is what I would tell my friends. And this time I'm not doing it. So this time I'm trying to stay friends with my ex because I've been able to stay friends with my exes. This is the only man I've ever married, but I am still trying really hard to, to, be a good person to support him to still have whatever type of relationship we could have after this is all over. Hopefully mend some things that should have been mended as as a married couple. I'm not saying that we're doing I'm doing this to get back together with him because I've asked him, you know, I said, are you, are you sure we're doing the right thing with all this? And he said, yeah, we are. It wasn't mean. It wasn't condescending. It wasn't anything. It was is really a matter of fact. It was just, yeah, teen, we're doing the right thing. Let's just keep moving through this. And, and so in that, just, just having to accept it, you know, that it is over because he is my friend. He is still somebody that I wake up and want to tell like a story to, or I want to find out what's going on with a family member, or I want to tell him that somebody's getting married or, you know, it's the family stuff, especially I still want to share that with him and uh, and the friends. I still don't mind doing things with him. It's not in the same capacity. But if we still say that we're friends and we act as such, we should be able to get through these things. And so far, we're doing it. Not that it's easy. It's so not easy. I think sometimes and I've told him it would be better if I hated him because then I I could just be mad and do whatever I needed to do to get through it and let it all go. Uh, When, when you're trying to be friends, you don't get that opportunity.
0: Yeah. uh, There's, yeah, there's something about, you know, what you're talking about Uh, for me, that will wane. I'll tell you, you, you feel that way now, at least in my case, Yes, you still feel like you want to talk to this person and tell them things. As you grow away from this, that will wane. I think that you'll be less likely to do that. But I think that's a natural thing. It, You know, you're, you, you're going to get involved with somebody else and they're going to get involved with somebody else. And those, those things will be less and less and less. I think, um, at least in my case, it was. Uh, I had to stop caring. I had to be like, okay, It's done. It's done. Cut the cord, move on, go a different direction. That's, I think just part of, as a separation happens, you have to, because there has to be some kind of finality to it. Mm -hmm. Yes. You're friends and you've been friends for 20 years or you've been friends for 15 or 10 or whatever, however much it is. At some point you got to understand that the relationship is over from that capacity at least for me, I had to, because if I didn't, I was, it was physically hurting me. Yeah. I was getting sick to my stomach.
1: I find that. Okay. So when we have to do, we're not using a lawyer for divorce. Uh, We're doing this ourselves. So there are times when we have stuff to talk about and I've just chosen to do that in a restaurant because we can't be an asshole to each other in a restaurant. So we go to a restaurant and we have, We have dinner and we talk about what we need to do and we try to do that without, it's like very matter of fact, we try to do it without a lot of emotion, without a lot of guilt, without a lot of you did this, you did that. We're, he, he's, he's holding his own too. Like we're both able to do that. And, and because we're able to do that, I'm finding that when we do go out to dinner, it's, it's so real, but it's so, um, I want to say pleasant, but it, in hearing everybody else talk about their their divorce, it it is quite pleasant if I if I was to see the contrast of of one side to the other. But that is so I think it's been the hardest thing I've ever tried to accomplish. And I'm friends, again, with most of my exes. But being married, I don't know, for some reason, it comes with so much more of a, a heaviness to it. You know, there's just so much more to it than it ever was in a dating aspect.
0: Because I think you've done so much. I yeah. think as a married couple, generally, like I had a child. So for me, it's, you know, I, I was raising two girls that weren't mine. We had a child. That changes the relationship, blah, blah, blah. You know, so at the end, I mean, the, there is a heaviness to it because you're you're in something that most of us take as a high regard. We'll right. just drop out of it. And I think that's why people who don't want to get married don't because they see it that way. Um, my best friend, I mean, like I, you know, we said in a previous show, like he waited until he was like 46 years old to get married. Cause he was afraid because his mom and his dad divorced and he didn't mm-hmm. want to be someone who got divorced. So I it's, it, it is a weird thing. I get it. So from this, how how do we recover? How do we recover from divorce or a breakup? Or how do you think you're going to see yourself recovering?
1: Uh, for me, I think recovering is going to be a multi level situation. I think trying not to hate each other is part of that. I think um, understanding that the person that you're that you're growing apart from is hurting too, so to to you don't have to hate on them you don't have to go that route it, it's everybody's hurting no nobody's getting out of this easy um leaving leaving everything that you worked for is is a challenge but at the same time you got to look at it is it really worth the fight is it really you didn't if you weren't fighting for the relationship why are you fighting so bad in the divorce let it go Like the fighting should have been done when you had something to fight for all the crap that you accrued over your life, all of the, all of the stuff that you, you have, or you don't, it's just stuff. Like if, if it was worth fighting for it, you wouldn't have gotten yourself in the position that you did. So I think part of it for me is just letting go and, and trying to, trying to be positive every day. For me, that's difficult to, um, for me anyway, I've, I've suffered from like, I'd say low level depression for years. And and I'm really good at, I've gotten really good over the years at just saying, okay, this is not the day I'm going to feel like this. So we're going to work at just being happy and finding ways to laugh and, and, and doing things to make my life better. Also, I think my friends and my, my family have helped tremendously. There are people that I could call right now and say, I'm having a really shitty day and they'll let me just go on my little rant. And we find, I always find a way to make myself and everybody else laugh because I don't want to be the Debbie Downer that nobody wants to pick up their phone for. So even as I'm telling them a story about what's going on, I'm trying to make light of it, or I'm trying to just be okay in the moment. And, And a lot of the times I just go, yeah, it's really shitty, but yeah, I'm living the dream. You know, it, it can't be that bad or I wouldn't have left either. So if, if you know, I, it's not that bad because I'm not sitting at home feeling lonely. I'm not forcing him to be home with me when he doesn't want to be because I'm being an asshole. Like it's it's not that bad. It doesn't have to be that hard. You know, when once I deal with whatever we have to deal with, I could go back to being OK, now you just have to take care of you. What does that mean? Let's do that, you know. And there's been so many things that I've done since we broke up. Like I started writing my book and actually I have a couple of them. I I started a podcast with you. Come on. Did we really (laughs) think this was ever going to happen with the two of us? Yeah, Um, Yeah. I, I, I've made new friends, um, I, I stay busy with the things that make me happy because I have time that maybe I didn't before, but that's kind of a lie. Cause I always made time to do whatever I wanted. It, it's just, you have to be no matter what is going on in life, you need to find a way to just be happy and do it. And, and there's no excuses. There's no woe is me. There's no pity party. There's no, Oh, he did this. He did that. No. you All did it. The whole situation, the whole family unit had something to play in it either working or not.
0: Yeah, I think getting out of this situation of a divorce or a relationship with one not going total WWE and, you know, <laughs> killing each other or throwing each other around or throwing shit around. Once you understand that it's over and it's okay that it's over, because you both have to understand that. I think everyone has to understand that they're, whether you're, you know, like love is a weird thing. And we talked about it on one of the other shows earlier, you know, to be in love is one thing to love. Someone is another, sure. You're going to love somebody because you've spent all this time with them. But once you understand that that time has faded and you're looking for something different, it's time to move on without, again, WWE. You don't want, you don't want people freaking out over it or that kind of thing. And like you said, you 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 just need to understand that getting out of this the best we can without any with The least amount the, of
1: collateral damage. <laughs> right, because because
0: there, there's going to be damage. I mean, it's oh, it's yeah. going to happen without without fail.
1: So. You know, another thing that I did for a while was like, I realized there were things that I should have done better or could have done better or could have done differently. I don't know if better is the word, but when, when there was things that I felt like I needed to apologize for, I did. I just said, Hey, uh, I realized going through this, that, that I could have done better in this way. And I, I basically told him, I remember the first time I did it, he looked at me like I was stinking crazy. And he said, thank you for that. And I'm like, no, thank you for that. Because I, I could have done better. So um I, I think that helped me personally to forgive myself for the things that I could have done instead of, Oh, well, I wish I would have done this or I would have done that. No, you know, shoulda, coulda, woulda let's, let's just say, Hey, I'm sorry. You know, I, I get that a lot of people can't do that with their exes. Cause you know, somebody goes off the rail. There's there's just not anything you could talk about at that point. Correct. But um, I'm fortunate. My, my ex never went off the rail. Um, he, he was always very kind and very fair. So I noticed that in, in life with him, he tried to be very fair in that I felt like, why didn't he have more passion for me or why didn't I mean, because let's be honest, women could make a shit ton of problems about anything. And and maybe it was a shit problem. Maybe it wasn't, you know, but at the same time, it, it still bothered me. It was something that I was like, wait, shouldn't you have done this or done that? And and I see that with me, too. There's times where I'm like, shouldn't I have done this or shouldn't I? I? You got to let all that go. You just have to let it go.
0: You'll 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 shit have yourself to death.
1: Exactly. And
0: it's true because we all should have done something different, but in the end we all should have been up front and said, we're not happy. We're not in love. Let's make sure that no one gets hurt getting out of this because we all stay too long. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's like going to a party. It's, you always stay that you always stay too long and, and you don't want that to be horribly bad at the end where you hate someone. I don't want to hate anyone. Right. I may I may not be in love anymore. I yeah. would rather not be in love and not hate you. I agree. Because the hate will drive you to do horrible things as well, where you you can't get them out of your mind so much that you care about every single thing they do, mm-hmm. and that and that's a recipe for disaster. If you when you break up, you have to say you have to know that. Each of you are changing and there is no need to worry if she puts her shoes on a certain way and goes out on a Saturday night. It doesn't matter. It, you, you need to realize that your Saturday night is yours and you need to do your own thing. Whether it's hang out with friends, go dancing, go to this, try yoga, you know, spin fucking uh, mud clay and make vases. I, I don't <laughs> care what it is. But do yourself. And again, if you have children, mostly younger children, you have to understand that when when kids are with mom, you do your stuff. When kids are with you, mom needs to do her stuff and it's okay. Don't worry about what she's doing. Spend time with your kids and do your thing. When kids are involved, it's always going to be different because of the situation you're in. But you have to still be the same you still have to be the same, um, right? Uh, you still have to be a parental unit. Yeah, well, you have to be a parental unit, but you have to be friendly to each other on the way out, because yeah. all it does is hurt other people, and, and whether it hurts family, because that's going to happen. You're mm-hmm. going to hurt your family by by leaving someone, but your family has to truly understand the situation you're in. And if you can go to your family and say, like, I'm not in love anymore. Yes, your father did this and he was great and he made sure this was done. But I'm not in love. And if you're not in love, true love, what are you fighting for? You're just fighting to be okay. And and for me, you you don't live long enough to be okay.
1: I agree with that. I think, yeah. it. I think that if you, you know, listen, you get to an age where you're looking at your life and you're like, I, I have more days behind me than in front of me. And mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not satisfied in the situation I'm in. It, it should be okay. That should be enough reason. I'm just not where I want to be in this. And I'm going to set you free so you could get where you're happy and I'm going to get where I'm happy. And if you love somebody, you should want that for them. You really should. I know that's a, a theoretical thing, but honestly, it, it doesn't need to be. It doesn't need to be a big blown up thing. Listen, yeah. it, it happens.
0: It, and look, it's, it's hard to get where you want to be.
1: Yeah. I is. mean,
0: I, I'm not where I want to be 12 years later.
1: But is that is that because of the divorce or is that just where you want to be in life? And that's something that you strive for every day. I mean, it's a
0: exactly I, I have a level of where I want to be. Yeah. and I'm either going to have that or nothing. Right. But that's just because of where I'm I feel myself like I know that there's what I'm looking for is real and out there. Mm-hmm. But it's something that that takes a shit ton of commitment. Mm -hmm. And, and, and people understanding that you're going to do crazy shit like dance in the kitchen and, and not everyone's built for that. And I understand that, but I think um, in your case, like, you know, we're, we're, we're coming where we're, uh, our show is generally going to end, but I'm going to, I'm going to throw something at you from a personal standpoint, because I already know my answer, you know, is there life after divorce?
1: There's life every single freaking day. Every day. You you could either let it pass by or you could grab onto it and take the ride. But yeah, there's there's life for everybody. And it and it is when when you're divorcing, it's it's totally up to you. What do you want to make it every single day? I mean, I could waste time being miserable and throwing a pity party. And there are days I gotta tell you that I want to do that. But then it's just a waste of a day. It's a waste of a day. And again, I'm looking at, I want to be as happy as I can for the rest of my life and not waste any more time doing it. Cause I think when we're in our 20s, we don't even look at this. We're in the 30s, we're too busy to look at this in our 40s. We may or may not look at it. But by the time you're hitting 50, you're like, look, you know, I want to be happy. I need to be mobile. I want to accomplish things. I need to. I need to get there. And there's no time like the present.
0: Correct. I will double down on that and say, there is life after divorce. Um, no matter where you're at, no matter who you're with right now, there's always life after divorce. There's life after breakups. That's just Mm -hmm. the reality. We're very resilient people. You have to want something so bad after divorce, that you're willing to get out of something that, you know, is not right. Yeah. And, and, and strive for that. I think you should strive after you get divorced. And again, being unhappy in the beginning or being sad should happen. You need Mm -hmm. to recover. You need to,
1: you need to mourn the loss.
0: Yeah. You can't just jump into things. And I I don't think that you should, I think that it's okay. If you get out of a relationship and date, that's okay. Mm-hmm. And look, if you find somebody, more power to you. I, you should look for that as well. If that's what your goal is, look for that. But it's okay. It's okay to mourn that loss. And it's okay to understand that that you're getting out of something that you know long run isn't for you. Mm-hmm. Your Your mate will get out of it and be happier as well. He's going to go off to find the woman that he's looking for and she's going to go out and find the person they're looking for. It happens.
1: Or not like who says it has to be another person in to be replaced, you know, to replace the old one. There's so many things in my life I want to do that have nothing to do with another person.
0: No, that's true. But, but we're talking in the scheme of relationships. I I, I yeah. think you're right. Some people don't need that. and And that's okay as well. I mean, you're right. You don't have to, but I think that if you're, you're not ever going to replace a certain person. You can't replace somebody. And and if you're trying to replace somebody with somebody who's the same, you're just as crazy. (laughs) Just stay where you are. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Or be alone because I don't want, I don't want the same person I was with. I want somebody who's going to make me feel magical and have butterflies when I see them every day and, And I'm going to strive every day to make them a better person and make them feel loved every day. Cause I don't think I did that enough. And, and I think that's an important thing to, to feel loved every day is a, is, is what everyone should strive for.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Because a lot of us don't and, and you may never find that because you're waiting and waiting and waiting In something that's not ever going to bloom. It's like a flower, you know, I mean, you got to water it. If you don't, you're just going to have a bud that's going to sit there and look not pretty all the time.
1: Yeah, but I think it's more than that. I think that you're never going to be loved any more than you could than you could love yourself. So if you're if you don't love yourself, if you're not working on yourself, if you're not working on just being happy with yourself, there is no way a relationship is ever gonna work. There needs to be continuous growth and and work on you as an individual so that when you go into a relationship, you, you have something to bring to the table, something worthy, yeah. something you have that's something to give. Yeah. And also you'll be able to recognize the love in another person because you have it for yourself. And I think that's so important.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I, that's the biggest thing I think is when you love yourself, the, then the love you're willing to give is outrageous and vice yeah. versa, because that person is going to make you feel like you're the greatest thing in the world. And I'm not even talking about putting someone on a pedestal. Some people you find on a pedestal, yeah. You know, you know what I mean? It's not like you didn't put them there. That's just how you see them. It, it's not like, oh, you're the greatest. It's like, no, you're just I see you at this level and that's okay. I mean, it's hard enough like to find someone decent.
1: Well, it's, it's hard. I think I think the more decent we are as people, the easier it is to find, you know, you you tend to attract what you are.
0: Agree. And I think that if you're looking for that certain thing when you find it, it's going to bite you in the butt. <laughs> well,
1: I would hope so. I hope it does for everybody. I mean, that's the mm-hmm. goal, right? That's the goal.
0: Yeah. Because, you know, we, uh, hopefully from this people are going to understand that if you're in a relationship that isn't, I hate to say satisfactory because I don't think that's right. If you've grown apart so much that you know that you're, it's never going to be repaired. It's okay to get out. It is. And and I think that you're going through that. And I think that you're you're resilient anyway. So I think that that it'll be okay. Am I? And I think Am so. I? I, I think in general, yes. Um, but I think most people are resilient. So you you'll you will you just gonna you're gonna fight and fight and fight, and you're gonna find yourself, you know, in a better place. And so will he. And and when you do, it'll be awesome.
1: And that's what I'm hoping for for both of us.
0: For sure. Because you both want something different and it's okay. And again, the people around you should understand that that's okay too. It's you can, you still have to live for you while living for some other people. It's okay to live for people. Like if you have kids, you should live for them, but they should understand that, at, that you need to be happy as well. Happiness. If it's a river running downhill. If the person on top is happy, everyone else is generally going to be happy. You know, I, I heard a great thing the other day online yeah. and not, not to skip things, but you know, they, they say, you know, uh, happy wife, happy life. And this one girl said that should never be it. It should be happy spouse, happy house, because when you're both happy, it's going to be better. It's not just about one or the other. I think that's an important thing to think about is you're right. Like you can't put the pressure on everyone all the time. If you're a man, like, you know, your job, you know, you're the protector and the provider and you do this and you do that. And I think we live in a life or uh, we live in a time where lots of things are mixed up now. You know, you don't have to do one or the other, but um, like I, I come into a relationship because I've been single for a long time. Like, I do my own dishes. I do my own laundry. I do, you know, I have my own house. I don't need that. I don't need a woman. I want one. And I think that's the biggest thing. And I think most people need to be in that scheme.
1: I think most people need to be needed. So that already sets you up for an issue because I think women, especially they need to be needed too. But I think everybody does not just women. Now that I think about it, yeah. I think
0: everyone, everyone wants to be needed, because there's no there's no better feeling than you filling in the cracks for somebody, and I think that's the need. I mean, but a, a, a need to want is always you know like I, I want someone to feel they need to be needed by me, but I want them to know I want them in my life. I don't need you to come do my laundry. I don't care. I'll do my own laundry. I need you to come sit on the couch with me and cuddle with me and. Tell me that I'm a good person that that'll go way longer way than doing my laundry. I
1: don't know. I kind of like somebody
0: doing my laundry. <laughs> yeah. No. And, and again, we, five love we languages. Talked <laughs> we talked yeah. about that, you know, it, uh, where we're at in the five love languages is generally true. Like you need uh, acts of information. You want that. There's nothing wrong with that. That's your language. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm giving you that, you're going to give me the physical contact and you're going to give me the time with you. It, it, it's everything's a give and take. Yeah. But you got to understand what your give and takes are. And at some point, you got to understand that, that you're not going to get what you want from somebody because that's just not who they are. Exactly. And, and once we do, we'll all be good. Well, I think we're uh, at our time. We're uh, before hey, not, we no, go. Not too bad. Mm-hmm. Before we go though before we go you're going to give a, we go. a, a little speech give yes. another little speech miss tina
1: hey guys we're doing really really well with our listeners but we need to keep growing so please if you can follow us and uh look us up on social media like us share us with your friends yeah. but share yes and and definitely um subscribe to us so that i mean it just Keeps us knowing where we're at and what we need to do. And if you have any feedback, please feel free to get a hold of us on social media and we will get back to you. Um, yeah, we just want to keep growing and stay on the air.
0: Tons of topics. We're looking for topics. We are looking for uh, listeners to give us their feedback. We want to know everything you like about the show, what you want to hear. Again, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff, we're all on there. And of course, when you go to your favorite platform. You want to subscribe. So our podcast comes up on the day it comes out generally Wednesdays. I think we're going to pop in a couple of special shows for you guys along the way. And uh, besides that, I think we're good. What do you say, Tina? I say we're good. Awesome. And for don't get this twisted. I am the professor with my co-host, miss Tina. And like, I always like to say at the end of the show, this is a show about opinions. So don't get this twisted. We'll see you next week. (laughs) We'll be right back. <laughs> back.